There are spiritual dimensions outside of our physical reality that affect us every day. Our dreams and awakening moments are the clues pointing us towards our identity and destiny. This is Spirit Wars. And then we ended up having this long conversations and you were telling us your stories and you have brilliant stories. That's why we brought you in because the world needs to hear your stories. How old are you now, Beverly? 70. 70. Mm -hmm. And there's one that you were going to recount here in the studio for everyone listening. I just want to preface that with the fact that you have had such an amazing life. Some of the things that I've heard, things that you've had to overcome, scenarios and situations with people family, friends, and I just want to honor that and honor that on your life, that you are an overcomer and you are someone that jumps hurdles because this story is something that actually really demonstrates that and demonstrates you overcoming. And I just want to, yeah, just let everyone know who's listening, prepare yourselves. This is one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard. And I would like you to start from the beginning. And this is Ben's first time hearing this story. This is my second time, but I am all ears because it's just so interesting. So I want you to start. You woke up in the morning. <laughs> it's always good when you wake up in the woke morning. Woke up in the morning, yeah. After many nights of struggle and um, had gone through just recently a long, protracted, painful divorce after 40 years of marriage, had simultaneously the same time, lost our only son and uh, had just had back surgery. So it's like a culmination of a whole bunch of, you know, perfect storm type things. The three things had pretty much kind of shattered family. And um, anyway, as part of my recovery I from my surgery, I was um, trying to push through with my little walker, which I hate, <laughs> but um, to walk to the mailbox. Uh, this is the morning. Being that the complex is on a 20-acre stretch, uh, it's a little way, so it was a good push and challenge to get that, that chore done. But anyway, walking toward the mailbox, pushing my little walker, uh, came up to the driveway that enters the complex, and... Um, stopped, looked both ways as a good little pedestrian would do, and saw nobody coming. It was the time of day that normally there's a lot of cars coming and going, so especially wanted to be careful. And um, nobody was, you know, coming in the driveway and going out, so I went to proceed on across. About halfway across the little driveway, I uh, happened to look to my right again, and it was odd because there were two gentlemen walking and they were already halfway up the driveway which was odd because there was pretty open driveway and nothing to hide behind and I kind of wondered where did they come from they weren't there just a second ago and um, quick observation I noticed one was a little bit taller than the other one and a little bit bigger built heavy heavier broader shoulders and um Anyway, they, they appeared to be friends because they were walking leisurely and visiting, you could tell. And uh, by the time I pushed on across to the mailbox, as they had caught up with me. And after ex- exchanging hello, 
they spoke hello and you know hi and the sorry they approached you yes the taller one uh, seemed to be the more vocal he said hello can you just give first. us a brief outline of what they look like okay the taller one was um i would have guessed him to be about six two or three curly brown hair came over his ears covered his neckline not long long but curly around his head and and uh blue eyes he had tennis shoes sweatpants pullover sweat top no hood but um the other one that was with him was uh, more slender, maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, you know, in comparison, was in uh, dark dress slacks, a white button-down dress shirt like you would wear under a suit, but open at the neckline, you could see his white polo undershirt or whatever. And I do remember something odd. He had his sleeves instead of buttoned at the wrist. They were kind of rolled up and polished dress shoes. So they were a high contrast, and he seemed to have a little bit of acne, you know, on his cheeks, kind of reddish-brown hair and um, brown eyes. And why I thought he was the younger of the two, I don't know. But anyway. And the other one had blonde hair and blue eyes? No, the other one was kind of a medium brown hair. And blue eyes. And blue eyes. Uh Uh-huh. Just ordinary, kind of just young men. The taller one asked me if um, I had recently had surgery, which I kind of chuckled because I didn't, you know, golf loudly, but kind of chuckle because I thought, yeah, you know, here I am pushing a walker and walking slow, the inference that maybe I had had surgery. And, you know, I indicated yes, and he asked me if I'd had back surgery, which at the moment, I thought it was a little bit odd because I didn't think there was anything that looked apparent that would show that I'd had back surgery in particular. Anyway, he asked me then, you know, I indicated yes, and uh, he asked me if he could pray for me. And um, I, the, I asked him if he was from the local church that was nearby because I know yeah, I had a lot of encounter with people from that particular church that um, did that sort of thing. I, I believe they probably teach them to, you know, pray for people in the public that seem to have needs or whatever. So I asked him if they were from there, and he said no. And I said, oh, well, where are you from? And he um, named a place I'd never heard of. <laughs> Uh, so I asked him to repeat it because I was curious, and it sounded like it was a name of or a place. the The word sounded like it was all consonants. Didn't sound, you know, like anything recognizable. And I asked him third time. I, I pardon me, you know. Sorry. Can you write this down? <laughs> Can you spell it? Is it in Narnia or Middle Earth? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I dropped it after the third time because he did repeat it and I still didn't get it. So, But I, I dropped it and I told him I would be glad for him to pray for him. So he asked me if he could lay his hand on my shoulder as he prayed. And I said, sure. 
And in a very simple, straightforward way, he just, you know, didn't bow his head, didn't close his eyes, but he just looked toward heaven and um, started a conversation. Prayed for my recovery, my health, several things. I, to this day, wish I would have written them all down, you know, while it was real fresh in my memory. But um, I believe it was after he had prayed for me, he asked me my daughter's names, which I thought was odd because I hadn't told him that I had daughters. And um, I told him my daughter's names. And he asked me what my husband's name was. And I said, I don't have a husband. So he asked me again. He said, and your husband's name is? And I said, I don't have a husband. I thought, you know, how hard is that to understand? Why is he pressing the point there? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't say that, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that. I, again, you know, said, I don't have a husband. He said, uh. And his name is? <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I just told him his name and added that I was divorced, which um, was a real hard thing for me for a long time to admit. I, I always felt like that was a failure of some sort. And yet if you knew the details of all of it, you'd understand that it really was not. It just was a struggle he was going through because with the loss of our son, he was struggling to understand why. There are a lot of other, of course, you know, every relationship is complicated. Anyway, the gentleman looked heavenward, and he prayed for my daughters, each one specifically. There were a lot of things that he prayed, you know, interceded to God for, them for their sakes that as a mom I knew you know I knew about that they had you know different things that they had shared with me the odd thing was that he prayed for things that I didn't have a clue about you know and I thought at the time that he was talking I thought I don't know about that you know I mean you know how your mind goes at a thousand miles an hour ahead of things, but um, I thought, I don't know about that. But yet they were very personal. I knew that, and I thought, you know, hmm. (laughs) When he was done praying, it was like immediately I didn't remember things that I didn't know. I know that sounds odd or kind of cryptic, but it literally just didn't know. And I, I believe that there were things I was not supposed to know. And yet there was a reason. Anyway, and it was the same thing with uh, praying for my husband. Just, you know, the same way. He was done praying and, um, you know, it was like, thank you. And he started to walk away and uh, took maybe two or three steps from me and uh, stopped, turned around, and he said... um, God wants me to tell you something. I have a message from him. And he spread his arms wide and then brought them like together, you know, forming a circle. 
And he said he wants you to know that you and your family are right here. And um, that there's going to be a healing amongst your family, you know, within your family unit. You're, you're to tell each one of them what transpired here today. That was a, an odd thing, I thought, you know, to be told that I'm to tell them exactly what went down because I hadn't really, pro you know, had a moment really to process what all had transpired. When he was done, he's, you know, we're saying goodbye, and I thanked him for praying for me, and they went to walk away. I thought, well, I'll just watch to see where they're headed. <laughs> and um, did they being, did they say to you where they were going? Did you ask them? Well, or? I yeah, I did. I asked them. I'm trying to think exactly where where they were headed. I think is the way I put it. And he just kind of waved his hand generally, you know. He, he had mentioned that his friend had a friend he wanted him to meet and uh, talk to. So I had thought, well, I'll just watch and see where they're headed. Just being curious. I looked toward the mailbox, and I looked back to thinking I'm going to see where they're headed. They weren't there. When you looked back from the mailbox? Yeah, I, I looked toward the mailbox because I was, you know, had my walker pointed in that direction and I was going to step, I think, step up on the little, their little cement curb, curb right there. And I looked and, and then I thought, I got to see where they're <laughs> being nosy or curious, whichever word you choose. But, and they weren't there. There also were no cars parked that they could have stepped behind. There were no, there wasn't anything, there were no bushes right through there that you could hide behind or, and what would have been the purpose to, to have done that anyway, or another apartment or anything that they could have stepped into. And I was just really curious. So I got my mail. I remember just, you know, this going over round and round in my head. And I got my mail and so I was walking in the same direction that they had been headed. It wasn't until I was about halfway home that all of a sudden it was like I had this weakness, goosebumpy feeling, and this whole thing that just washed over me. I just began to cry. I felt humbled and yet so awesome that um, I would have been ministered to, you know, that God thought enough of me that day, you know. I mean, it's, it's something that I've been crying and praying and walking through the complex at night until, you know, trying to process, trying to process where I was for the first time in 40 years of, you know, being alone and being um, single. Felt like I was a ship without a sail just drifting on the water, you know. Uh, looking for direction in the prayer that this gentleman prayed. A lot of those feelings that I had talked to God about were addressed, you know. It'd take hours probably to go into a lot of things, but they were addressed, and they were addressed so simply and so conversationally that at the moment that it was transpiring, I um, 
I just, uh, honestly, I couldn't take it in all in one lump, you know, all in one fell swoop. <laughs> a lot to digest. Yeah, yeah, it was. And um, I didn't realize that I had become a little bitter in my spirit. My girls had, and we've talked about it since. But, you know, when you're, when you're battling that, you don't always know because it's just there was there was so much pain and and uh, personal hurt that um, I didn't realize that the joy in my life had the light had gone out. You know, be careful about entertaining strangers, lest she entertain. You know, for there are many that have entertained angels basically without knowing it, mm. you know, the same kind of thing. Because these two young men appeared out of nowhere, honestly, and they left the same way that they came after very definitely being three-dimensional right there. So just before we finish this session, <laughs> I want to ask the question, did you see the healing in your body or in your family? Absolutely. My husband and I became very good friends before his passing. Um, it wasn't an instantaneous thing. I did tell him. He was the first one I told. And he sat there and cried. Uh, the tears poured down his cheeks, which was very odd <laughs> at that time. I remember thinking, wow, you know, it really touched him. And I didn't tell my girls over the phone. I'm told them each in person and my oldest daughter gathered her three boys together and said I won't you know when I started to tell her you know she wanted her family together to hear exactly my girls are still working through some of their relationship thing wow that's there an was, incredible story it's though. um there there has been a lot of healing it wasn't one of those instantaneous things but it's been beautiful I think also the fact that you valued what had happened in that moment. If you had just dismissed it and kept oh. it to yourself or never told anybody and just devalued it, yeah. I think that the healing might not have manifested almost. Oh, absolutely. The fact that you all valued and you said your daughter gathered her kids around mm -hmm. and listened to grandma and listened to the story and yes. everyone took that to heart. Mm -hmm. I think that really did bring power to the words as well. Absolutely. So I want to say that that is an amazing story. It's It almost is like so much suspicion and mystery around it, <laughs> like a just intriguing kind of narrative that you told. So, yeah, I'm really thankful <coughs> for you sharing that, Beverly, and we've come all this way oh. to record this, and we hope that you guys listening to it, you some of you may have had some similar occurrences or experiences, and hopefully they've been having some positive outcomes in your life. So thank you for sharing such a positive outcome and story and you're yeah. welcome thank you thanks beverly all right guys we're going to conclude this session and we'll see you next session 